I don't know if if anyone's going to pick him up, really. I think you'll find a home. I don't know where, but I think you'll find a oh, home. Oh, I think I've lost you, mate. I think I've lost you. We're having a few technical difficulties. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not 100% sure if, uh, if anybody's actually going to pick him up. Um, he's... I mean, he's got a decent foot. Uh, you know, he gets the gets the players around the pack a little bit, but uh, is uh, I do think he'll find gravy? a home though. Yeah. Um, did you charge him? Just make sure it's selected on your. Uh... Oh, hold on. Go again. You got me. Oh, bro, it was me the whole time. Oh, you are a dickhead. <laughs> You are... Did you have me on mute? Accidentally, yes. You are... (laughs) Fucking unbelievable. Episode two, the uh, fifth and dribble podcast. Uh, if you are, if you're new around here, welcome forward. Uh, if you are a return listener, welcome back. Uh, it is your boy Matty B and the giraffe. What to do? What to do? In- it is also a welcome to those who are being held hostage and forced to listen to this. Everyone's welcome. <laughs> we, d- we are inclusive. <laughs> We do not condone hostage holding, but if you are being held as a hostage and listening to this, welcome. This is all allegedly as well. <laughs> allegedly, exactly. Um, if if you found us on the socials, again, thank you. At Fifth and Dribble on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we Obviously, as you know now, we post NRL and NBA content um, and we talk a whole lot of shit. Um, this Thursday, we would like to introduce a segment on the uh, on the preview show where we answer your questions. Uh, if you've got questions... Commonly referred to as question time. Yes, question time. Um, if, you, um, if you have questions big, if you have questions small, if you have questions blue, you have questions red. I was going for a Dr. Zeus thing there, but it didn't really work. Um, then please, slide into the DMs. Um, or, if you want, leave us an audio message. So you can either obviously do that on Instagram, which is extremely easy. Or, or Twitter. Head, or Twitter. Or you can head to Anchor, spelt like a ship's anchor, A-N-C-O-R dot F-M slash fifth and dribble. All one word. Same as the uh, same as the socials. Fifth and, spelt uh, with number five. Audio. Oh, yeah, fifth with double five. Same as the socials. If um, if you want to leave us an audio message and we can, you know, we're, we're sound tech savvy people. We can implement that into the podcast. You could be featured on the podcast. Um, but that's all. that's all the business sorted. Um, I love now, some good housekeeping. We're gonna we're gonna switch it up this week. We're gonna go NBA first because there is actually fuck all happening in the NBA. Uh, it's a lot of Ben Simmons crying about being in Philadelphia, um, and it's a lot of Los Angeles Lakers signing really old people. Um, DeAndre Jordan uh, has officially gone there after a buyout with the Detroit Pistons, which saw um, Seko Dumboya and uh, Tank for Jalil Lokafor. Uh, sent to the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, they saved close to 50 million in cap space doing this. 
I don't know how money works in the NBA. I do want to learn. Um, but holy shit, that's a lot of money. And um, Ben Simmons doesn't want to go to Minnesota. And he doesn't want to go to Portland because he wants a nightlife, basically. Um, so he wants to go to one of the LA teams, but none of the LA teams can afford him. So I think that's not going to happen. I don't I think, think it's going to happen po- I think at this point, what Ben Simmons wants isn't too high on the priority list for Sam Hinkie. If I am the Sacramento Kings, I am no trying every... Hinkie, it's Daryl Morey, but yeah, I like the... That's uh, the like one. The yeah, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, he's burnt those bridges there with Doc Rivers and obviously with Daryl. Um, I think if I'm the Kings, you probably try and chase Ben Simmons hard. They could probably get a deal done with Buddy Heald, um, Tyrese Halliburton as well. And I mean, you, you could pair him up with some of those young guys I've got with De'Aaron Fox, or you could trade De'Aaron Fox, keep healed. They, they have a few pieces there they could kind of make work with Philly. Yeah, 100%. Um, I just, yeah, I, I don't know if I see anything get done. And I think at the end of the day, they're just going to force him to, to play enough of his contract to get in the good graces of some more NBA teams. Um, well, I think this his, is his value is that low. This is going to be interesting what happens with Clutch. We all know how powerful Clutch Sports is. Um, obviously, his agents, for those who don't know. Um, they also represent Tyrese Maxey, who's on the Philadelphia 76ers, and they're even talking about including him in any Ben Simmons deal because they don't want him part mm. of Philadelphia once Ben Simmons goes. Yeah, interesting, interesting stuff. Um, who doesn't love a good agent that has too much power? Oh, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what the game needs, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. Well, um, speaking of things that the game needs, uh, drama in the NRL. Moving on to the NRL. Lockie Lewis uh, this week was told that he had to re-register to play for the NRL. The the, the fall from grace from the... Uh, he's the grandson, right? Of Wally Lewis or the nephew? Nephew. Nephew, nephew of great Wally Lewis. Um, the, the one and only king in our game. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, what's happened? What's going on? <laughs> I hope he enjoyed that 300 bucks for that soundbar, mate. Like, it's, <laughs> I, I, when I heard this story, I thought it was an end-of-season stitch-up. I cannot believe this. Like, there, <laughs> Maybe if he was a better player, he would have got, got away with it, but I don't know. I Apparently, it was a joke. I don't really get <laughs> who the joke was on. Which, um, the I do, I do, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely having a laugh, so it was funny. I, um, <laughs> I think it's a bit harsh to make him re-register. We've seen guys, um, like Lodge do worse things and not have to jump through as many hoops. Mm. Um, I do think someone will pick him up. I think he's a good quality backup half. He can kind of come in, play both half mm. spots. I'm curious who will pick him up. I think it might be a case of maybe he's a free agent till a team has an injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it really it, it would surprise me if he's not on an NRL roster next year. Mm, very shades of uh, Todd Carney being a number fourteen for for a very long time in his career. I think mm. um, just not good enough to be the starter, but quite yeah. Quite I think capable. I think if if he's your if he's your third half or or you know at very best he's your fourth half. I think you're laughing. I think he's dependable. He can do the job. He's great mm. in defence. He he lacks a bit of spark and attack, but I mean you can pair him up with someone who can create, and I think he'd be pretty happy with that. Yeah, look, if if Mitch Pearce ends up doing what. Uh, you know, going to Tiger Town or leaving uh, Newcastle, then that could be that could be something that Newcastle looks at. I mean, they yeah. need half depth. Or, um, e- or even speaking of Tiger Town, with Adam Dewey going down as well, who knows what happens with Luke Brooks and Hastings going there? That could be someone they look at. I've heard that our properties in Western Australia are really, really cheap. So good. On yeah, them. that would make it easy to play for the Western Australian Tigers. <laughs> All right, next next point. Um, 
Joey Johns, the immortal, reckons that the Souths are going to be out in straight sets in the finals. Uh, what do you take of this? Well, they're definitely losing this weekend against the mighty, mighty Penrith Panthers. So, I mean, mm-hmm. chances are they probably lose the next game. So, there's probably a reason he's the eighth immortal. Yeah, probably <laughs> a reason. I just think, yeah, there's... I don't know, I don't know what's going on in, in South Sydney. I mean, it was just... It was evident... Um, and, I mean, I know they, they threw out the young buns, but... It was evident this week that they needed some sort of leadership that wasn't just 36-year-old Benji Marshall. Um, even though, you know, we got a great point of view shot of him being the, you know, one of our one of our game's greats. But um, but yeah, it's something needs to be something needs to be fixed. And uh, I just I think they're going to be missing too much in that in the back with Latrell gone. Do you do you think they can beat the winner of Parramatta Newcastle? Which, which we both probably yeah. assume is para, right? You, th- you think they can beat para in the oh, second week? Do we assume it's para, though? <laughs> after do the display the Knights put out, after the display the Knights put out this week, I'm going to assume it's para. Yeah, okay. Um, look, you would you would hope that the Bunnies get up over them. But, um, yeah, rug- rugby league's a funny game. It's a funny, funny game. Um, yeah, I, don't, I really don't know. I really don't know. Um. Anyway, on that, I just, I, just, I, re- I really, I just don't have an answer for you because it, it, at any given point, any of those teams, any of those teams can put you know points up in a hurry. Um, after the after the Latrell thing, it really does feel like a three horse race at the moment. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And I mean, and and the funny thing is that that those three aren't the top three. Um, but I mean, uh, you got to take the the whole Knights thing with a grain of salt. I mean, they pulled KP and Piercy. With thirty minutes to go, like and and after only thir- it was after only thirty minutes. It was after only thirty minutes. I'm pretty okay. sure, yeah. Um, and the the Knights looked to play like a bit better after that. Like it, you know, they they looked to have a little bit more, a little bit more spark. Um, but I mean, we'll get to that a little bit later. But I just think, I don't know, any any given day, and 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 we've seen it. The you know the Eels took down the Storm after their big streak. Um, the Eels have won some really big games this year, and there's a reason that they are in the top eight. Um, and and was probably pretty smart that they rested when they did, so that they're not going in with uh, you know any any amount of injuries. But um, at at the same time, you know the the bunnies can put fifty on anybody, hmm. um, except for maybe first and second place. Um, yeah. So uh, it'll be interesting. It'll I mean, I do think that will be a good game if that's what it, if it ends up being Paris South in the second week. I do think that that'll be a really tight game. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. But I mean, Paris needs to show up in the first week for that to happen. Um, on <laughs> to the the NRLW. Um, they're rocking the two seasons in one. The uh, the season this year has been cancelled. Um, a lot of the players very dejected and were ready to to do their two week quarantine and play their season. Um, but uh, instead, they're, they're kind of shifting gears and they're going to go two premierships, a full origin season. What uh, what do you make of this? I don't know. It is a bit strange. I feel like if you can have the players up in Queensland and the families and the WAGs all quarantine, you could probably get the girls up there to quarantine as well. And as you said, they seem keen. There wasn't any reluctance mm. from them. They all love to get out and have a crack. Uh, it's quite mm. disappointing because I do like watching them play. They're always good entertaining games. Mm. Um, I guess it just means we get extra football next year. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. But you know, our uh, 
our thoughts go out to those that, yeah. that have to wait. It, know, it, it is a bit of a bitch because who knows? A year, like, like it's not going to be quite a year till the till they start the next season. But that's a long time. Those months, a lot can happen, and yeah, and yeah, hundred percent. And I mean, you go this long with it's like the Olympics. It's just happened. You know, you you go this long training, and then for it to be ripped out from underneath you and just not mm. be the same thing. It's, yeah, it's dejecting at the end of the day. Um, all right. Um, Ciro, Curtis Sirenin. He's heading over to St. Helens. Yeah, no, I was surprised he, about this. I thought he could probably yeah. stick around. Um, I think Check he's going to... Yeah, he, he's going to be a good Super League player because he's smart. And uh, yep. smart guys over there go really well. Um, St. Helens League, just... You can't get much dumber. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no comment. Um, but, yeah, I do like him over there. St. Helens stronger as they always do. Um, they had a tight loss against the James Maloney-led Catalan's Dragons this weekend. Uh, lost Maloney. by lost by one point. A James Maloney field goal does what he Miss does, mate. Oh, love him, love grub. him. Uh, but yeah, no, I think it's a good signing. Um, I'm not super surprised when you think about it, as you look at the depth mm. that the manly forward pack kind of has. We touched on this last week, but mm. um, I think he's going to go great over there. Um, it's good to see Aussies getting over there and still playing well, being able to have a great second half of their career. Yeah, yeah, it is good. Um, Speaking of second halves of careers, um, Tarek Sims was told that if he wants to find a new home, he he certainly can. Um, the Dragons have said that they don't want to extend him past 2022, and if he finds a new deal elsewhere, he can leave effective immediately. Um, what the fuck is going on with St. George? This I has to be a G up. Yeah, I know they're trying to go in all in on their young guns, but you, you sign someone like um, Josh Maguire, and then you let Tarek Sims walk? Like, what is that about? He was their skipper last week. He was their skipper on the weekend. Yeah, he's, he's, he's been their on-off skipper. I know, he has been, at at worst, I think he's, he's been... He's finished as well as 12. At, at worst, he's been their third best player all year. That's at worst. Yeah. He is, this year, you know, we both kind of doubted him when he got picked for Origin. Impressed us both. Played hard. Did his job. He's had a great year this year. A really resurgent year for him. And he seems to have gained a mm. lot of respect within the game. It just seems mm. absolutely stupid that this is what they're doing. Like, I know they got Jaden Sewer and Francis Molo coming into the... Um, coming into the Dragons next year, I don't think it's going to be yeah. enough. This reminds me a lot of the Cam McInnes letting him go and not re-signing yeah. him. It just seems weird. Like, I know, I think cult- like culture guys are kind of overblown, but I do think yeah. these guys are culture guys. And any team would be extremely lucky to have Tariq Sims. And he's probably going to end up on the Roosters taking Boyd Cord in a spot or something. Oh, that would be that would be sick to see. I mean, I, I, have, a, I have a soft spot for Mr. Sims. He, he started as a cowboy. Um, he uh, and he was just a weapon up there. I absolutely loved him. He played with his brother Ashton up there, and um, yeah, I, I always I, I do enjoy um, watching him play. He always he, he leaves everything on the field, and uh, and you got to respect that. You got to respect that at the end of the day. And I mean, he's probably going to be the number twelve for New South Wales on and off for the next probably two or three years. Yeah, I, I, he I mean, he he go back next year. I think the the like. The only thing I could say, maybe he comes off the bench and Crichton starts, but I think he's going to be in and around that squad for a while. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, it's just, it was it was shocking to me. Um, uh, another thing shocking, because they absolutely bent my Cowboys over, um, Ruben Garrick becomes the first player in NRL history to score 300 points in the regular season. If that doesn't tell you that the game has gotten quicker and quicker and quicker, I don't know what does. You say that, but it's only 20 points, not even more than what Hazem scored back in the day. You know, I think he had 280 in there. Yeah, Hazem's also like a, a 
one of the best kickers of all time. Handsome Ruben so, Snod? No, hell no. Handsome Ruben is not no, yet, not though. One of the best he is a good no. kicker, my friend. No. Yeah, okay, he's a good kicker, but give it to me for another five or six years. All right, you, give him five you, or six you, you years. Don't get give to him go five up or six years. You don't, you don't get to go up. How many, how many, how many goals he put on your Cowboys? Shut up. <laughs> that's that's how good of a kicker up. he is. Don't you fucking... You shut the fuck up. But anyway, good to see... Yeah, they've been, they've been dominant, the Manly back three this year. It's been crazy to see, and it's been led by, of course, Tommy Turbo. But Garrick and Saab both coming into their own. Yeah, hundred percent. And while we're while we're on uh, that back three, I uh, I shared something with you earlier in the week. Um, just give me two seconds to pull it up. I saw this absolutely disgusting stat. Tom Trevojevic has either set up or scored fifty four tries in the fifteen games he's played this year. The entire Canterbury Bulldogs have scored fifty three tries in 23 you know you know what i wasn't going to bring this up because i was heated when it happened but i'll bring it up i was talking to some knights <laughs> fans right about the manly knights game before origin one do you remember the yep. one frizzell got injured and then that pretty much yeah, that yep. that's kind of what opened up Tariq sims to come into the squad yep um so that was the game tommy was quiet i think that was his only no try no tries this game i think if he didn't mm-hmm. if he if he had one it was it was just the one i'm pretty sure um, and he was really quiet, and pretty much all the talk around was he's just getting by to Origin. It was like the Sunday game; the squad was getting announced that night. He just had to get through to Origin. They weren't going to arrest him, but he just had to play good. I've ha- I had two fucking Knights fans tell me that no, they shut him down. Shut up. Yeah. There is no way. There's yeah. no fucking way. Yeah. And and the quote was, "We're not bad every game. We can shut some people down." But the Broncos put thirty-five fans. on you. Yeah, Newcastle Knights fans, please don't come at us because you no, will come be at the me. team that we you will be the next team that we shun off to Western Australia. Okay? <laughs> you're both mining towns, you're both farmers. Okay, we'll fucking send you. We will. All right. right I just couldn't believe Farmers. it. I could, and I was like, all right, this is like a pretty good piss take. I thought this guy is pretty funny. He was not joking. Do I know this person? No, you don't know them. Okay, you good. Know. I'm glad that I don't know oh this person. But I don't want to know this person. Speaking of, speaking of the Knights, they actually did something good this weekend and not get beaten by the Broncos, but they re-signed uh, Jaden Braley, who I quietly think was probably one of the better emergers this year. He's um, their he captain as well now with Dan Safidi being injured. Yeah, he was a he, co-captain, should, but now he's, yeah. He should be up there with like one of the most improved players, in my humble opinion, um, because purely because like I'm... I'm not a sick like I'm a pretty pretty big sicko. I sat through that fucking West Tigers Canterbury game, but um, <laughs> that was a good game. I I barely knew who Jaden Braley was until this year, and that was just because of his his glow up. I mean, yeah, it, it see, was on it was on par with Isaiah Papali. See, I I liked um, Jaden Braley at the Sharks where he came from. Obviously, brother. Um, Blakey boy. Blake, that's it, yeah. yeah. I knew it was another yeah. Western Sydney it's name. It's so weird too. It's like yeah, Blake extra wide. That's how you know they're going to be a good yeah. football player. they got extra wise and shit in there. That's when they're good. <laughs> but um, yeah, so he, so I remember seeing him, I think it was last year, the year before at the Sharks. He looks good there and I thought it was kind of strange. They moved on from him pretty quick to bring Blake through. Blake was supposed to be better than Jaden. But from what I've seen, mm. Jaden seems to be unreal. I think that's a great signing to 2025. You look at some of the squads out there, they lack that number nine, threat of premier number nine, um, to yep. be able to have that and Ponga at number one and some stability in your half now with Mitch Pierce back from injury. That's what you want to see. And they have a great, yeah. great front row with the Safidi boys and um, Dave Clemmer. 
Yeah, but um, they're no fucking turbo stopper. Yeah, no, not yeah, yeah, not happening. <laughs> um, so, uh, anything else you want to touch on before we get to the games? Um, oh, I'll save it for the I'll save it for Titans Warriors chat though. Yeah, I'll save it for Titans Warriors. But we if that if that gets penned, we are going. We to are going to that. a few beverages. <laughs> we, COVID pending, we are going to that. Mm. All right. Um, all right, so getting into the games this week, we had our Raiders Roosters um, on the Thursday night. Uh, the only thing, the only real big thing that I took away from this is Adam Kerrigan is going to be the number four for the Roosters for the foreseeable future. See, I don't uh, think so. He's actually, he's he's a half. I understand that he's a half, but I mean, they've got their halves sorted. I think he'll be the 14 um, next year, to be honest with you. I think no, I'm just talking. I'm just talking for the rest of this year. Oh, for the rest, the rest of this year, the yeah, run, yeah. He's, he'll, he'll be the he'll centre be, for the rest of the year. For the for the next game or two games, he'll be the centre. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but like, rest of the year sounds, sounds, <laughs> sounds better. Put that um, on the resume. Put that on the resume. Um, one one thing that um, I, I really liked the Raiders early. They were really strong up the middle, um, and that's to be expected when you've got those big boys in there, um, Papali'i, Tarpani, all those guys. Mm. Um, it's it, it it's good to see them crashing over for a few meaties and, and really getting amongst it. Um, when a lot of their points has really come from their from their back boys. Yeah, I know. It just the whole the whole thing of the Raiders after they started well was just a piss poor effort. Like yeah. when we talked last week, I, I couldn't have been more confident in the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't have been more You're confident. Wrong. I thought, yep, yeah, that's alright. It some sometimes <laughs> happens, allegedly, rarely. Alleg- um, <laughs> but I mean that's the thing. I was so confident in the Raiders winning. I thought, season on the line. They've got to get the win here. The Roosters are on the ropes, and they couldn't get it done. And to be honest, if you can't get it done in that situation, you don't belong in the finals. No, and I'm don't. okay. And no, I'm all right with that. I, I am absolutely fine with that. I know a lot of people don't think the Titans should get in for how they play. Um, but yeah. the, the Raiders, if, if you can't, when your back is against the wall, win like that, especially when you have one of the best packs in the game. Hmm. Yeah, 100%. Um, I my, think it's yeah. my biggest question mark. There is when Jared Croker's out, who's the voice? Who who's I didn't see. I mean, Elliot Whitehead. Was, I think he was trying, but there was nobody that really like stood I, in their huddle and and yelled at them when they fucked up the other I, night. I I like Whitehead as the captain. I think he's a really good player, and I think he's quite underrated. Um, I do think it is hard for him to kind of have that voice at the moment. They came into this year, and obviously Croker and um, Hodgson were the two skippers, but Hodgson, you know, had what he had with Sticky Stewart, um, who also mm. should be pretty pissed off at his team and himself for getting him into the situation. He drove away yep. their halfback, and he almost drove away their dummy half. Mm. Um, I mean, it's just it's just crazy. I think it's hard for Whitehead to be that voice, though. He's, he kind of got thrust onto a mid-season. I think if you give him an off-season with the boys, I think he's going to come back absolutely rare in next year. Yeah. But just yeah. just quickly touching on Sticky, I do think he needs to cop a bit more flack for this. Um, he's got a lot, yeah. lot of friends in the media um, who are going to spin this as this was on the players. But, I mean, whatever happened between him and George Williams or George Williams and the club, all I know is that if someone would rather live in North England than hang around with me, I must be pretty fucking shit. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. like, honestly, I don't know what... Speaking from experience? Uh, not the North of England, let me tell you that. No, thank you. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think it's just... I think it's just a bit hard. I, I don't know where they go from this next year. They need to get that number seven sorted. I mean, that could yeah. be a Lachlan Lewis spot. I would hate to see a Lachlan Lewis-Jack White in the half, oh, but, mate, yeah. 
Stranger it Things. It almost looks as good as a Ash Taylor Jack White. <laughs> Stranger Things have happened, mate. There's no one else out there. I think I think either of those beat a Matt Frawley, Jack White, and Arf Sparing. Yeah. Um, one of the interesting stats that actually came out of this game was um, after this game, the Raiders moved um, to 3-13 and 13 in games that they had less than 50% of possession. So if you just starve them of the ball, you secure the win. And I think that that was pretty similar to last year. Um, if they... And, and I mean, it sounds it sounds dumb, but if they don't have the ball, they can't score the points. Um, and and the Roosters are just that good at um, completing sets when they're on like this that it was just you know it was it was over for them. Drew Hutchinson was an absolute freak. That this is probably the best game I've ever seen Drew Hutchinson play. Um, he was getting the boys around the pack really really well, and um, I didn't give enough props to um, Lockie Lamb. He, I thought Sam Walker should have started this game. I thought Sam Walker should have really put his stamp on it and been the guy, the you know, the the new fresh face of the Roosters, especially in in you know some sort of time of adversity. And uh, and Lockie Lamb again was fantastic. The uh, the halves pairing there was was great. And and as I said, um, AK he had three tries, 20 personal points, um, two two quite decent line breaks. One of them was was pretty big. He linked up with. With Tedesco and uh, he had five tackle busts. He was just a he's a meter eater. I think I think they're going to run the if if he's somewhere in the squad next year and they have a kicker next year they're going to run the score up. I think they struggled yep. this year not having a kicker. We've seen Tedesco kick. We've seen Walker kick. Um, <sighs> we saw Tedesco try. <laughs> we saw whatever the fuck he was fuck doing. But I yeah. mean, in in talking about Sam Walker off the bench, I do like it from Trent Robinson. We touched on it in a preview pod. Um, there was there's no real need to start him and have those big boys running at him. As you said, Lockie yep. Lamb and Drew Hutchinson look good. Um, you've still got Teddy out there. People know their job. They get it done. Crichton was back. They really did impress me, the Roosters. They just mm. they just keep on trucking. They lose Manu, who was their second best player, you know, behind Tedesco while everyone else is out. And to lose him, it's just incredible. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, speaking of Tedesco, I'm pretty sure he's got my phone tapped. Um, I was saying uh, all week... Uh, where the fuck did he go in the last game after having such a massive game um, two weeks ago to then be shocking last week and running for less than 100 metres. Um, he just, he turned up massively, uh, gave himself a little bit of an early mark. And we saw Sam Walker fall into the one for the last like six or seven minutes of the game. That was that was fun. That was very Darren Lockyer-esque. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was all right. I mean, at that point you had the game one, give him a crack, you know, um, got yeah. tested. But yeah, it's all right. It's good to see. Yeah, um... But yeah, um, as I said, Roosters up forty to sixteen over the Raiders, and that um, is the Raiders solidify. on Mad Monday. Yeah, that's the Raiders on Mad Monday. That just solidifies the Roosters in that fifth spot. Um, next game we had Storm Sharks, um, to which I believe I believe somebody that's not named Matty B picked the Sharks in this one. Pick the Sharks, even though the Storm ran out with their with their pack that they announced. Was it ever in doubt, really? I mean, it, it, I, I doubted it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> as soon as you see Pap Hughes and Olam all run out there, yeah. did you, did you still wait, think wait, that the Sharks are going to win? Nah, on the game day, when the, when the squads were kind of announced and as it went, and I kind of saw who was getting cut off the extended bench, I, my first thought was, fuck. Yeah. Sharks. <laughs> but only, for two reasons. One, because obviously I tipped the Sharks, and two, I knew it meant they were probably going to wrap the uh, minor premiership up. Yeah. And I yeah. yeah. But I mean, seeing those guys out there, this was a pretty good game if I'm being honest with you. Um they ran out with kind of a half squad, as you said, Pap Hughes and Olaf. That's a pretty good big three. Yeah. Um Yeah. Yeah, they played well. The good Sione Katoa played well as he does, and the the Pap had a Pap game. 
Yeah, huge. Absolutely massive. You know, three tries, 229 run metres, and uh, 33 post-contact metres. He was he was just everywhere. Um, and and again, to toot my own horn just a little bit, um, I, I I expected this. You know, with... Um, with those halves out and and the younger halves in there, I just expected Pap to stand up, and and he did not disappoint. It was, it was Pap of old, um, and uh, I saw a uh, I saw some beautiful photos going around of of a um, Drake's Spotify Pappy's home on the <laughs> on the front of um, him running, and uh, yeah, it was a it was a good giggle. But I mean, another another great takeaway from this game is just the that electric pairing in the nines between uh, it's unbelievable Harry Grant it's unbelievable some teams some hell? teams have barely one first grade hooker these guys have two top five hookers it's incredible yeah it's insane and you know there was all the talk last year of oh Brandon Smith's gonna go he doesn't want to play behind Grant but uh, it would not surprise me if they keep these guys together for a while. I think eventually the salary cap will bloat. You got You got to kind of get rid of one. But while they're yep. playing like this, why would you bother? And I just mean touching yeah. on Pap quickly. How stacked is this fullback position? Like Pap's Gross. Pap's game, Pap's fullback game wasn't the standout game for a fullback this round. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't a, like. And and you know he, you guys will see um, this morning on the socials we've released the team of the week and. Um, uh, spoiler alert, Pap was in it all week until that Manly game. He was he was solidified in there, was probably going to be the captain, and then Tom Travojevic just kind of made him look like a bitch. Yeah, and that's um, what Tommy and, does. And that's what Tommy does. Um, Unless, and, of course, and, it's against Newcastle. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely locked down. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing. We've, we've had this argument for a very long time. Um, when, you know, when Pap puts consistent games of football together, he's a top three fullback um, behind... Probably Turbo on the trail, and that's you know you wonder where Teddy fits in. Um, I think Teddy's a very system player, whereas you know people like Latrell, Turbo, and Pap they can all create for themselves, um, and but also play significantly well in a system. Um, and if he if he keeps this up, then you know the people are going to be saying Billy who, Cameron who, like people people are going to forget who these who these men were. Um, but yeah, they, they, I mean, I think the only two bright spots for the Sharks this week were um, the, the good Sione Katoa had a good had a good game, and uh, Tricky Trindle is just looking better and better. Did you, more you probably didn't game. listen. I was listening to this game on Triple M driving over from work, right? Big Dell, Wendell Saylor kept calling Tricky, Tricky Trindle sexy eyes all game. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. He even said, he's like, boys, can we call him sexy eyes? And they all go, why? He's got a th- and he goes, because he's got he's... sexy eyes. Mate, Big Dell was looking for it. it was, mate. Oh, mate. I think he's got a thing for uh, for Sharks halves because when, when Townsend was there, he, he used to make all kinds of comments about the quaff and whatnot. It was it was weird. It was weird. So, but uh, out, out, of, out of the Sharks halves, they're the two least attractive ones. Yeah. you got yeah. Boylan and you got yeah. Sean Johnson. What is doing, yeah, Big Dale? Exactly. Come on, man. Jesus. Exactly. You got a... Uh, uh, Big Dale's missus. Give him some loving. Like. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. Calm down, big fella. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, oh, I did like man. I did like how old Sexy Eyes played. It was all right. <laughs> <laughs> sexy Eyes. All right, can we move on? We're moving on. Please. Now we're moving on please. to what I thought was the game of the... It wasn't really the game of the round, but I enjoyed it. The mighty Penrith mm. Panthers beating the less mighty Parramatta Eels 40-6. to And before we start this game, yes, this can be a pod with plenty of Paris Lander, but they played hard this weekend. They played, they hard, played hard, and the score, the score doesn't 
quite represent how close that first half was and how much possession the Eels had on the line. They were just missing some strike to kind of get it done. They got a couple of repeat sets. Will Smith looked good. Um, Jacob Arthur didn't look as bad as he had looked. Um, and their, their defense their defense was pretty good. And then as soon, soon as kind of the game was over and it got down to who had the better players, Penrith, of course, just absolutely tore them up. Yeah, and that's what happens when you put a C-grade squad out in front of the Penrith. Yeah, it is, it is. Yeah, they, they should be happy they lasted that long. Um, the boys were looking good. And I think it's great to rest those stars coming into the finals. They're, they're probably going to take the Knights. We'll touch on this on, thir- um, on Thursday, but I think they'll probably, um, yep. probably be happy for the rest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, um, it as I said, this is this game was not in doubt when the when uh, Penrith's full squad stayed stayed on the pitch, um, and um, it just begs the question: Are we are we back to a, a Melbourne Panthers final? What do you reckon? I think so. Um, I think if. If Luttrell was still there, I'd say South would maybe worry a little bit. They have that ability to turn it on. And Wayne Bennett gets the boys peaking at the right time. Um, I'd still probably say say Penrith Storm Grand Final. Um, but we'll see. I mean, having Toto back has been amazing these last few weeks. And he had an absolute cracking game. Grabbed a hat trick. Had like just under 250 metres. He's just a freak, isn't he? Yeah, he's oh, he's he's got to be in conversation for... Uh, one of, if not the best winger that we've got in the game. Yeah, I, I think I think without a doubt he's probably the he he would be the winger that I would probably choose first out of any other winger. And the fact that he he does it out of yardage, and the fact he can also yeah. finish. He's not just a big body winger who makes the meters, and he's not just a silky finisher. He does do both. And I mean, he had more post contact meters. He had like eighty post contact meters. There were some forwards that didn't even run that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And um, speaking of forwards. Um, Makashi, who? Who is who is that dude that was lining up a prop for? Uh, for oh, mate, he, oh. he had a monster game, but like far out, he tackled everybody. Mm, there he, there he were a few wheels boys tackles. like that. I think Ray Stone played a similar role. They just absolutely yep. got involved, and it it was good to see. It was as you said, the game was never in doubt. I probably wouldn't have enjoyed this game if it was. Penrith ran to a 20-0 lead in the first 10 minutes. That probably would have been pretty boring. It was good to see that yep. kind of tight building pressure, and it got the second half, and I was like, come on, guys, let's get this done. And they did. And, I mean, those Eels boys should be proud of it. Um, hopefully they do take some confidence out of it um, into next week. Yep. Yeah, 100%. Um, and, yeah, just the the Penrith boys that usually stand up did stand up uh, as you said it was it was to- it was the big boys up front it was cleary it was happy it was cleary yeah, kicked everybody. for over 600 meters yeah he's like what uh, that that if we haven't put proved up, yet that that man has a has a brick foot and a brick chin then i don't i don't you know at least once a game he puts up a, he put he puts up a bomb and you just see uh, there is no one else i would rather not be than that fullback yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. um you can pay me all the money in the world and i don't want to touch that mm. Don't want to touch it. Um, anyway, anything more you want to, you know, you get more of a boner for your Penrith Panthers? No, it was a good time. And um, it did go down after four hours. So I didn't have to call the doctor. That was nice. I was getting a bit worried. <laughs> Dialed the first two zeros, had the third one ready. Um, but I mean, as, as you said, all the boys stood up and that bench was unreal. Like Pangai, Kikau, and um, yeah. Oh, shame about Scotty Sorensen, actually. Um, yeah, I think it was an elbow tough. or a forearm. He's been underrated this year, doing all the shit that the stars don't really have to do. Um, I'm going to be interested to see who comes into that squad. Maybe you get Spencer Lino in there, and then TPJ goes to more of an edge, 
that's what I would do personally. But um, mm-hmm. I mean, as we saw from the first two games this week, my judgment's not always correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was good to see the boys get up. I'm glad. I'm glad you said it, and I didn't. Ask you. <laughs> um, so moving on to the next game, the. Uh, the Brisbane Broncos send Alex Glenn off in uh, in the right fashion, winning 35-22 over the Newcastle Knights. Um, we touched on it earlier, but KP and Pierce were pulled pretty early. Uh, it was 24-4 at the time, and um, and the Knights' outfit started to like actually get a little bit of roll going mm. then. But um, surprised they couldn't I lock think... down another superstar fullback in Tessie New. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, speaking of Tessie New. Um, him, Cobbo, and, uh, and Staggs are going to be such oh, a great... I, I love Selwyn Cobbo. Tessie News really impressed me, and I said this last week. He's no Reese Walsh, but he looks good. He's always mm-hmm. there. He's getting involved. He's not the best playmaker, but, God, he can score, and he's big. And as you said, those young boys, Selwyn Cobbo is like... If, if Latrell Mitchell is Greg Inglis 2.0, he's Greg Inglis 3.0. He looks like yeah. Latrell. He moves like Latrell. Um, it's going to be interesting to see next year what they do um, backline-wise. Because I do like mm-hmm. Herbie Farnworth as well. Needs to kind of pass to his winger a bit, but he, yep. he's just an absolutely damaging runner. And it's going to be strange. It's going to be interesting to see how Kevy fits Cobo, um, Stags, and Farnworth into the center spots. I feel like it's good yep. cover if they do go with Stags to six. Or Cobo could probably play out the wing, and there's some injury cover there. You could have um, Herbie, or you could have Cobo drop back to fullback if something happens to New. Yeah, exactly. Um, but. Yeah, with Reynolds and, and Capel coming in next year, I just... It was a great way to end the season. It was a great way to end the yeah. season for them. They all, the MILF played well, mate. Like, we talked about the MILF. Since signing that contract with the Bunnies has looked like the weight of the world has been lifted from his shoulders. He's smiling. He's looking like he's having a good time. He's setting boys up. It's uh, It's been unreal. And I'm interested to see what he does at the Bunnies next year if they give him that start spot. I mean, I feel like he probably mm-hmm. comes, off as a, comes on as a 14, but, I mean, he might be mm-hmm. an injury cover 6 or 7. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, what about the only bad thing that did happen for the for the Brisbane Broncos this game was uh, Payne Haas was uh, was taken off the field with and you know I'm no doctor but I do have the technical term here the uh, syndesmosis. It's a high ankle high ankle injury from what I know. Yeah, I think um, I think friend of the pod Luke has uh, has had some syndesmosis issues in mm. the uh, in the recent past but um yeah i mean hopefully even if he does need surgery hopefully it's only about a six to eight week recovery and, and it's a and it's a shame the big fella had such a good season and for it to happen in the last game like we every week we talk about how good is Haas, like how good is this kid and for it to happen yeah. at least happened in the last week he can take some time off um and hopefully be ready for the start of the season i don't know the normal time on a syndesmosis mm-hmm. um but i mean he's got all the time in the world now to the next season and there yeah, was exactly. actually another injury which does have implications in the finals. Um, looks yeah, like Dave Clemmer uh, picked up a rib or a rib cartilage injury. Um, I believe he'll probably play this week. From all the reports I've heard is you can needle that injury and go in. Um, but it'll be interesting to see if Para kind of target Clemmer if they know he's playing with um, with some busted ribs. Yeah, that's what I'd be doing for sure. I'd be throwing some uh, Papa Lee at him or, or, or something. Just hit, get, hit him low. Um Nathan Nathan Brown or or um, if Raystone gets another run, they they're really good at hitting in the ribs and driving back. So yeah. um, I'd be and he like and Dave Clemens, Dave Clemens had such a great year and we touched on before talking about Brayley, the front row rotation of the Safidi boys and Dave Clemens has been so integral to this team. They just roll forward and kind of and kind of build off that. Um, he he yeah. kind of really needs to play this week. Without him, they'll really they'll really have trouble up front against Paris He's Pack. A, 
he's a fantastic offloader as well. Mm. Um, he the way that he administers second phase play. You're right. They are really going to miss him if if he can't if he can't go ahead. Um, all right, it was just we'll, a shame. It was just a shame. Just quickly before we go, that the Knights couldn't turn this into some momentum. Yeah, it would have been nice to get the win, um, but to not only lose but to kind of get pantsed by uh, get pantsed by the Bronx is a bit hard. Yeah, yeah, and I mean it was hard. It was hard for me to watch because then that put my put my Cowboys down in. Uh, speaking of getting pantsed. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of getting pants, pants here's the we Cowboys. Can, we could just we can gloss we can gloss <laughs> this game. That's fine. We don't actually have to talk about the Cowboys losing to Manly, forty six eighteen. Again, didn't they? Uh, didn't they can, get hammered the other game when we were at Brookie? Okay. Yes, but they looked. And wasn't that without Turbo? Grave. I will go to my grave <laughs> saying that they looked much better this game. Um, friend of friend of the pod, uh, Big Dick. He um, um, Big Dick by nature. Big Dick. Um, yeah, just huge. Um, he uh, he was texting me the whole game. He's a massive Manly fan, as you know. And uh, he was fucking ribbing me. He was absolutely giving it to me. Um, he was not happy and was quite surprised that it was 6-all at the 38th minute. And then uh, Tommy turned it on, put his brother over for one, and scored a try himself in 120 seconds. And uh, it, was, it was no real looking back from there. I mean, we came out strong in the second half, but... Manly just proved to be proved to be too much, and uh, and I as I said, uh, Big Dick was giving it to me and, and said, "Well, who've you even who've you even lost this year?" And I went to town. And <laughs> I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And just left, right, centre was dropping all the names that who I have you lost this half year? Half a game or had to. What do you mean? Who have we lost this year? <laughs> Michael Morgan had to retire early in the year. Jake Clifford left. Are you fucking kidding me? Hamiso played only half the year. Jason Taumalolo, in like the 13 games that he did play, was only there for six of them. And Valentine Holmes is, you know, he was better this year, but he's still a piece of paper when it comes to injuries. So <laughs> don't, don't fucking razz me up. Okay? Just because your Panthers are all of a sudden on top, it was a very different story when we were in high school, my friend. A very different story, okay? So, shut up. But we had, we did have some really good. Um, I think that um, Jordan McLean and and Ben Condon played really really well. Um, both of them actually crashed over for a try. Um, and you know, big boys were getting meaties all over the weekend. Uh, Jake Turbo got two. Yeah, big um, boy for some big meaties, mate. The Turbos combined for five tries. Yeah, look, the Turbos themselves scored more than uh, more than the entire Cowboys squad. <laughs> After Tommy Pants... And Ruben Ruben himself scored as many as the Cowboys squad. He scored 18, bagged himself a try, and kicked seven from eight. Yeah. Yeah. It was... um it was definitely a bottom of the table performance, um, especially giving up that tr- that 110 meter try on the Hooter. Um, that was that, <laughs> that was, was insane. Bad. I've not seen anything like yeah. that before. That was he just and and the try re shrugged off eight guys. He thought he was tackled and held. He popped out. It's just like he's ta- he's taking some unbelievable form into the yeah. finals. And Touchwood, Touchwood, his hamstring has stayed healthy. They've played it conservative. They've played it smart. It's going to be great to see him full strength in the finals. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's very shades of shades of two thousand and eight. It's very, it's you know, I don't know. It mainly mainly putting together a pretty good like they're getting good at the right time of the year. And and to be the first club that went zero and four in the beginning of the year and then still make the top four is unbelievable. Hmm. Absolutely unbelievable. Um, the one thing that is a really big shame is um, my boy Hamiso, um, the the night before his twentieth birthday. 
takes a beautiful intercept try, and um, and absolutely Ust Saab though. Oh yeah, yeah Ust <laughs> Saab. I was I was um we were talking about this going into the game, and you know we were like oh 100 meters Hamiso and Saab. Let's let's see it happen. Let's see it happen, and then boom, all of a sudden it happened. Saab. Saab had him for fucking forever. It didn't didn't it break Saab, a sweat. Saab was jogging. He was didn't jogging. Break a sweat. He gave him a ten meter head start. Had to stop on a dime, turn around, and still go. It made Hamiso look slow. Like he made him yeah. look like Jason Taumalolo. Yeah. Like fuck. Man, that out. kid is quick. That's disgusting. He is lightning. But um, but yeah, big big saucepan palm into the hand and uh, into the chest. Sorry, and uh, and was able to crash over, which was really really good. But um. Yeah, good sign. Good signs for next year. As I said, we've got we've got quite we've got the medium age of uh, of twenty three. So and he got, got superstar got halfback world. Chad Townsend on his way to join superstar, superstar halfback Tom Dearden. Yeah, look, we we need help in the halves. Okay? We've been saying that all year. Again, Michael Morgan retired earlier this year. Okay, so it's uh, it's been a sad year for COVID and for Cowboys fans. Okay, um, let's move on to the to the baby bunnies. Baby bunnies and drags. I thought this game was going to be an absolute blowout, even though it was the baby bunnies. The drags have just been that bad this year. Um, when I saw... Because I must admit... I, I, th- I think it would have looked worse if Taff could kick as well. Yeah, it would have looked worse yeah, if Taff ran the score up a little bit. It's only a few kicks, but that makes a difference. Mm, but I um, I started playing uh, Family Games. It was Family Games night. And uh, the, the game was on in the background, and I wasn't really paying too much attention to it because I was like, oh, yeah... You know, the first half, Benji put on an absolute show. Um, the bunnies looked to run all over them. And um, and then, yeah, I looked up and it was 2016. And I was like, what the hell? Um, but, yeah, the uh, their left edge is just looking as scary as ever. Mm. Um, and it, just the, the, the system that they run is... is it it, didn't, look, it didn't look quite as polished as when the starters are in. But um, no, Tane Mill no, looked no, good no. up there. And, and still, I like that they just kind of stuck to that. That they went, it doesn't yep. matter that we don't have the starters and we're just going to do what we do. We're going to trust our system and trust our players. And what do you think of the baby bunnies? I like Dilius. I thought Dilius was quite yeah. good. He's, he's, tw- he's going to be 22 at the no- start of the next season. Um, do you mm. think Do you think he's got the age and do you think he's got the skill to kind of take that number seven jersey? That way they kind of have yeah. a structured half? Yeah, I think with um, I think with a good off-season under his belt, he... Um, he did look good, but again, it was the Dragons. Mm. Like, you can only really yeah. take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. Um, but he, I mean, he, he fit in seamlessly, bagged himself a try early, which was really nice to see. Mm. Um, yeah, I think I, I think he could do some, some really good things. I don't know if he'll start every game next year. I mean, there might be a couple where, you know, if Benji comes back, they play Benji or... Uh, or if they want to want to run the milf out there instead. Yeah, I do think the halves next year are going to be quite... Um, Quite an experiment for the bunnies, as you said. They've got the milf. Um, if Cody Walker plays Origin, um, it's going to yep. depend there. They're going to lose him. Um, what Benji wants to do, Taft can play six. Uh, I do think yeah. it's going to be a rotating door. But having that structured half, if that's what Demetrio wants to do next year, that's what he could definitely do. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. But as you said, Taft looked really, really good. He looked, he looked amazing. He looked aggressive, um, which I liked. Yeah, yeah, looked really aggressive, um, and uh, just, just proved that. He can be trusted at the back there, mm. um, which was which was really good to see. Um, yeah, I think the only real bright spots for the Dragons were. Uh, I mean, I, again, the score. I don't think the score reflects how the game went, but um, but Tyrell had a, had another really mm. really good game. Um, he had two tries and ran for. I'd meters. I'd clearly have him over Dufty any day of the week. I'd take Sloan over Dufty. 
Yeah, and and I can understand now where the Dragons were thinking with that, but I mean, Matt Dufty is... I, I even understood Dan. I even understood Dan. Um, I don't think Dufty's yeah. the guy. I've never been high on Dufty. I think his offensive potential is pretty good. I think he, he couldn't stop couldn't stop anything really i was trying to think of a good metaphor couldn't come up with anything too quick so we're going to move on um yeah. but i mean i do like sloan he is young he fits the timeline with the fey guy brothers and with sullivan um yeah i, I really liked him and jdb as well you know yeah. say what say what you want about everything course. that's happened but he he's come back it took him a few weeks to get that fitness up but you just forget how good he is at 13 and he plays mm-hmm. like he plays like a hybrid of Victor Radley and Jake Turbo. He plays at first yep. receiver a lot, and that's going to help to take some pressure off Ben Hunt next year and those young playmakers. Um, and then, as you said, workhorse in the middle, like 60 tackles, didn't miss any. Um, an, another full preseason and coming straight into next year, he's, he's going to have a great year next year. Yeah, and did I read that he's he's going to cap next year? Oh, I, I heard they knocked that one back. Oh, okay. I heard Anthony Griffin wanted to, and it's it's going to be Ben Hunt, the skipper next year, McCulloch vice captain again, from what I can tell, because I think yeah, Hook, right. I, I can tell Hook doesn't like Tariq, Sim, uh, Tariq Sims because he wanted JDB to captain over Tariq Sims, uh, and then kind of got yeah. talked off the ledge there. I don't think that would have been uh, ideal for the drags. Jesus, Jesus, talk about uh, talking about not being ideal. The uh, the Warriors put together their worst eighty for the for the last game of the season. Yeah. You know you're. You're fighting. You're basically fighting for the sharks to to make the eight, and um, you just you threw out absolute rubbish. There wasn't any what, love. What lo- the there wasn't any love lost in this match, was there? No, for for a forty four to nil game, this was a cracking game to watch. It was pissing down rain. Guys were throwing yeah. punches, talking smack. It was it was a great game of Sunday afternoon. I just remember looking up at one point and seeing all those little yellow lines yes. and all those boys in the beer, and yeah. I was like, what the fuck? How crowded the beer yeah, right now? It was like a game my, f- my favorite was point. Matt Lodge tried to um, tried to take as long as he could to get to the bin. He kind of walked back up and down the sideline waiting for Jared Wallace to get binned. I was um, yeah. waiting for the r- rumble in Rabina if that was what was going to happen. But, I mean, it was yeah. a great game. And I don't know if you saw this today, but Jared Wallace telling Matt Lodge to sign the contract so they can jump in the bin and have a swing. I Jump in the ring, oh. sorry, and have a swing. No, that would be unreal. Let's do it. As I said, let's get some beers if that happens. Yeah. Mate, it's, just, it's just a great game. Reece, my The favourite thing was Reese Walsh coming in to pull guys off each other. Like, don't be so little and pick on big guys. They're going to crush yeah. you. Like, I love the aggression, yeah. and I like standing up for your mate. But he's lucky those other Warriors boys like him. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, speaking, of, um, speaking of dynamic fullbacks, though, man, our man, Jaden Campbell. Another unreal game. Like you yeah, look at this game, and and he still didn't have you know, he didn't have the second best fullback performance. Like that's how stacked the fullback is right now. Yeah. Um. And, it, yeah, and I'm I'm keen to see his development. They locked him down. I think other clubs will be kicking themselves they didn't have a chance to um to get him. And it's great to see that he can take after his old man and get him back to the finals. Yeah, hundred percent. And I mean, you were talking about. Um, the Knights not finding form going into the into the finals. I think the Titans have have decide, like have put on this game mm. perfectly at the right time. One to seventeen contributed. Uh, Jamin Jolov even ran for close to one hundred and fifty meters. They had eleven of their seventeen guys run for more than a hundred meters, mm. um, and the Warriors only had two. And that that's like that's the tale of that's the tale of this game. The the Titans just physically 
and mentally by the end of that, just outplayed the Warriors in every single facet. They yeah. were playing chess while the Warriors were playing checkers. Yeah, it, it, it wouldn't have surprised me if the Titans had come out here and, you know, kind of looked at the pressure and kind of struggled and it had stayed a close game and they had lost or not won by enough. But they came out, yeah. they knew what they wanted to do, they played strong and they killed it. And I mean, Dave Fafita off the bench, I said it last week, like, if you're oh. scoring two tries and winning 44-0, you can come off the bench. It's all right with me. Yeah, you can get your million and come off yeah, the bench. Yeah, he, um, he, he, play, he played unreal. And I mean, Bo Firma as well. Um, yeah. He, he looked, gra- he looked great in the back row. All the Titans were just clicking. I'm curious if Jared Wallace is going to cop any time. Um, yeah. for what happened on the weekend. I don't know. If he does, it will be a shame because he's had a bit of like, he's had a little bit of a resurgent year this year. Pretty decent year. Um, yeah. He's looked good and he's going to be a big loss up front for them. Yeah. Um, and uh, at one point in this game, I think it was uh, toward toward the end, somebody took a hit up and um, the camera panned to uh, to AFB just like for hand hand in uh, hand in face and just shaking his head that he you know wasn't getting a touch of the ball on that mm. particular possession but I mean I think that that perfectly symbolized this game because he was the only bright spot for them he you know he ran for just over 70 post contact meters um, and you know had had some really integral plays but that was it mm. no one else did anything I think no one else did anything I think the addition to Sean Johnson to this team is going to be great. Um, yeah, another. Creator. He's a guy that can kind of steer him around the park, and he knows in those situations, get the ball to your best players. Like we talked about yeah. um, your short king mate last week, Sean O'Sullivan, um, and I've liked short him. I've thought he's great, but um, him and Chanel Harris, they're just not like they're not the same caliber. They they're, yeah. they're not the same caliber, and they they didn't have that chemistry. And I think Sean Johnson coming next year, he's going to be able to control that better. He's going to be able to get the forwards into the game, and he's going to be able to get on the back of that roll on. That's when you get Reese Walsh in there. That's when you get Rocco Berry, and you can get you and Aitken off an edge there. Yeah, hundred um, percent. All right. Well, anything, anything more with the Titans going into the finals this um, week? Um, I think they looked good. Um, do you know? Oh, I did a quick little search. Do you know what the number one song was the last time the Titans played a finals game? The number one song in Australia. Oh, Jared Hayne would have been on the team. So what the finals? Yeah. Uh, what year was it? Give me a year. Twenty ten. Twenty ten. Number one. No, Jared Hayne wasn't on the team yet. He wasn't on the team yet. Oh, Scott Prince would have been on the team, but still, surely. So you don't know the song, basically. Nah, no, no idea. Teo Cruz, Dynamite. Shut the. Fuck up. <laughs> I was going to guess something Guy Sebastian. I'm not even going yeah. to That would have been more um, disappointing, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Nolsey was robbed. Never forget. Yep, yep. Um, <laughs> that great line at that concert. Fuck, I'm not going to bring it up, but God damn. Um, speaking, of, speaking of more of a disappointment, the Western Australian Tigers. What the actual... Oh, mate. Game? I mean, this sums them up. To get a 38-piece put on you by the Doggies. Man, the Doggies were rolling. Nick Meany yeah. looked great. Hopper was was okay. Um, yeah. But, yeah, mate, they they just kind of... They didn't do anything, like, amazingly. They just kept doing stuff really well. Yeah, they just did everything that was right. And um, did you see today the bet that was going around um, for the Titans and Dogs? No. Uh, a mate put... Uh, not a mate. I wish he was my mate. Old mate put a dollar on uh, the Titans to hold... To win to nil. Yep. And uh, the Canterbury Bulldogs to win to nil. What was that paying? He, just guess. Just a wild guess. Oh, quick, I would do dollar. like a hundred and... Off a dollar. 
Oh, off a dollar. I don't know what it paid off a dollar, but I reckon it would have been like 160 to one or something. Yeah, it was um, 13,000 to one. Holy fuck. He won 13 grand. Did you see, did you see the guy that um had a bulldogs to win one to twelve? He put fifty k on it. Oh no! <laughs> oh mate! Oh, if you want to throw away fifty k anytime, just let your boys know and we'll come pick it up. Yeah, for you. just you know, put it in the put it in the fifth and dribble bank account. Yeah, that's, that's all fine. you need. That's fine by me. Yeah. But uh, the dogs the dogs to win to nil was paying four hundred and sixty four by itself. Mate, Disgusting. you love to see it. Happy punters. You love to see it. Happy but this punters, this, yeah. this game was kind of a good send-off. Oh, speaking of which, actually, I saw it today. Did you see what uh, Will Hoppawati's old man, John Hoppawati, said he was going to do now that Will Hoppawati's no, officially no longer a bulldog? The, uh, the poo puncher? Yeah, the poo puncher. No, do you know what the finger man said? <laughs> what did he say? He said he's going to bash Trent Barrett. Oh my god! <laughs> if that man is not the Levar ball, right. I don't know who right. he is. That, oh mate, just just take me now. I've seen everything. I'm done. <laughs> what is doing, mate? Like, oh, oh right. Side note to Trent: You're too good looking to box. Don't do it, mate. But god damn. Oh, the poo puncher. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, good. good. Good send off for uh, for Hopper, for Will Hopperwade and uh, and Nick Meany. Um, they, yeah, they both had Nick Meany looked electric. Said. I think that that was a little bit of a preview of what we're going to see next year at Melbourne. Yeah, pardon the pun, looking electric. Um, yeah. But um, he he had a couple of absolutely gorgeous slow mo juggles. Like there was a bomb that came off his chest that he caught uh, on the on his fingertips and. Um, the one of the tries toward the very end, Will Hopperwater just kind of like threw one out the back, and Meany had to just kind of juggle mm. it to, to keep it going. And um, yeah, he's, uh, he's he's got good hand play. I'll uh, I'll give him. He, um, but um, maybe he picked it up from Hopperwater. Yeah, <laughs> I mean Nick, Nick Meany seems to be such he seems to be such a confidence player when things are rolling for him they're really rolling and I mean we haven't seen it this much this year because they're the dogs and nothing's been rolling, but I think next yeah. year on a good team we're going to see some things and. People are going to have some really horrible takes next year, saying they yep. saw this the whole time, this is ridiculous, blah, blah, this yep. and that. But, I mean, he he looks great when, when when he's going and he's feeling himself. He's, yeah, he's on. Yeah, 100%, 100%. And another guy that um, was an absolute workhorse was Josh Jackson in this As game. always. Um, yeah, as always, he's just he is the heart and soul of that of that Bulldogs mm. team, and and another guy that just leaves it all out on the on the field. Um, and good on uh, good on Jack Hetherington for getting over the line for the first time. Mate, he st- he still has a few more to do to catch up to his suspensions, but you know he'll get yeah, there. Yeah, but but still, but um, outside of um, Western Australia, where to next for the Tigers? Do you reckon? I don't know, I don't know. You have to yeah. look at yourself after that. Like, I get the teams aren't playing for the finals. And I understand yeah. that. And in a weird way, I w- not even in a weird way, I think it's a pretty understandable way, I'd rather be the doggies with what they've got coming next year and coming off this big win going into the off-season. Because, mm. man, that would yeah. feel good to to win by 38 after you've had such a shit year. Like, the doggies are going to have to go all off-season knowing they got... Thir- uh, sorry, the Tigers are going to have to go all off-season knowing they got 38 put on them by the dogs. Yeah, and I mean that's just about a pantsing in the in the yeah game, that's but this just is, this is the epitome like, of di- like that stuff just like they're already a traumatized team. You look at them; they've already got PTSD. This is just like this is going to haunt yeah. their souls for for the next few months. Yeah, I think I think it's just been 
a, a gradual downhill slope ever since everything happened with Robbie and, and Benji moving on. Mm-hmm. And it's just, they haven't had any, uh, they haven't really had like a voice or anybody. I think, I think um, regard, regardless of what you think of Madge, I think he needs to go. And yeah. I think you can look at it as a simple way of, you know, sometimes a breakup, that's not the worst thing in the world. Sometimes breakups are going to happen. You might as well just do it. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Like, it's like, I, I, I don't doubt Madge's coaching ability. He won a premiership. That's, mm. um, that's something that only a few coach like only certain coaches have done. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he's just not going to do it with this squad. And I get really, I get really confused no. when people don't seem to get that distinction of you can be yeah. a good coach who's in a bad situation with a bad team who's coaching poorly. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if he goes to... Like, the team he won with the Bunnies, they were... Like, mm-hmm. a lot of them were hard-working veterans who wanted to win and wanted to listen and bought in and did that. These guys, yeah. the Tigers are getting... They're like, they're young guys or they're Joey Leilua or they're Jimmy the Jet. They're not guys who are going to, yeah. like, who are going to bite down on the mouth guard and get in there and have a crack. Yeah. And that's why I yeah, think exactly. he, he's not going to turn them into being that. Like, yeah. and the fact that you see, like, Adam Dewey almost crying on the field trying to get these boys to rev up is just heartbreaking because I like that guy. I like Adam yeah, Dewey. Yeah. Um, and it's too. just, they just don't seem to care. Like, it, if I was a Tigers fan after this, I would just feel like to have to sit with this until the next season and to know next season's yeah. probably not going to be much better. Like, as we said, it would be worse. Dewey's in. It would be worse because all the teams around them are going to get better. That's exactly it. Like, that's, it would not, like, they are my pick next year for the Spoon. Um, probably them and the Dragons, yep. early pick. I mean, the Doggies are going to get better. The Broncos, we talked about how they're going to get better. Who the fuck knows about the Cowboys? Hey, fuck you. We're going to get better. <laughs> but um, the Tigers, man, I just I just don't know. Like, And I think it's just, I mean, yeah, they got to do something. And I think they're probably better off punting match. There's not a better coach out there that's a free agent not doing anything. There's worse coaches so than... Why don't- Instead of punting him, then why don't you just give him the, the you know the absolute keys and let him cut as many people as he want, bring in as many young guns as he want that actually because if you can get if you can get two or three, I don't think he works with a young team though. I don't think he works with a young team. Yeah, right. I okay. don't think the way like I don't think the way it is now. I don't think he can work with a young team. We've seen that. I think he works best with the old guys, buy in and try and work hard. I think he he. He could probably get a head coaching gig anywhere. I would kind of, if he was to, if he was to go, from um, if he was to go from the Tigers, I would probably, if I was running Parramatta, which thank the Lord I do not, um, if I was running Parramatta, I would probably right. drop Brad Arthur and pick up Madge McGuire, Madge. just because yep. it's it's somebody new and it's something different. And Brad Arthur, yep. I know this isn't a Brad Arthur, you know, discussion that we're having. Brad Arthur's not a guy to really to really push his guys that hard. From what yeah. I've seen, um, I think Madge would come in there and he would turn a lot of that around. And they are older guys who want to win. You see the passion. Yeah. We we criticise Gutho and we criticise Moses for you know dropping F and Caesars out there because they're trying to win. I think you put yeah. a coach like Madge in that team, they are just going to buy into that and they they are going to go to that next level. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Completely agree. That um, was far too long on the Western Australian Tigers. Yeah, far too long. Let's uh, let's move on. Uh, team of the week. Now you would have um, hopefully seen the graphic already at Fifth and Dribble on Instagram, but um, it's no surprise that we've got half the fucking Manly Sea Eagles in here. Um, so we've got Tommy Tommy T at number one, who's our. He's also our captain. He was just so electric. Uh, Ruben Garrick number two. 
Herbie Farnworth gets a gets a go at number three with um, Adam Kerrigan at number four, with then Brian Toto rounding out the wings. I mean, he was he was awesome. he was he was unbelievable, yeah, unbelievable. Um, Drew Hutchison gets the nod for us as well. A as very underrated Andy sixth Evans. performance this week, I think. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, DCE, the uh, the test tube baby, he gets on there as well. Um, Josh King for Newcastle, he gets a he gets a run at the prop. Peter Mamuzelis, Mamuzelis, uh, he gets a go, um, a, a nod from the young bunnies. He had a really really good game at the nine. Um, it was between him and him and Appy, and uh, I just think that it's it's crazy. It's crazy these teams with like the hookers. Like you look at obviously mm-hmm. Melbourne, and then you look at um. You look at the bunnies with Damian Cook, and then you got you got Pete. Mamo yeah. behind him. Like that's it's crazy. Like like teams should kind of be going after Mamo, trying to get him. Yeah. Teams like the Titans, teams like the Doggies. Like the Doggies should try really hard to get him to build around that number nine. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then rounding out the forwards, we got Mo Fodawaka, Josh Jackson, Ray Stone, and Jake Turbo. We did get a little bit liberal. There's a couple of locks in there. Um, we, we went a bit Freddie Fittler with it, but... I mean, Josh Jackson um, plays on an edge. He does. Ray Stone is kind of an anywhere yeah. forward off the bench. And he just... His his statistical game wasn't amazing, but God, he tried hard this game. It was great to see. He was he was going after every every big Panther in the middle trying to take him down. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And um, and yeah, as I said, Jake Turbo um, rounding it out. Got double meaties. Um, and uh, yeah, the, the big three in uh, him... Excuse me, Tommy and Ruben... Um, yeah, just absolutely rounded out that manly squad. So that's your, that's your team of the week. Um, I think that's pretty well it. Uh, you got anything more to add, big fella? No, I'm all right. I think we touched on all the games. Getting excited for finals times. We're going to be able to go probably a bit more in depth into games. There's half as many games next week, and then obviously at halves again. Yep. Um, and I think we're going to tinker around with uh, the team of the year. Yes. Next week as well. Yes. Um, so that's going to be. That's going to be a bit of fun in the preview episode. So uh, please tune in uh, for that. Um, and feel free and to drop us any questions for next question time. That is going to be our next episode. So feel free yep. to drop us um, on our socials or at um, on our Anchor site. Yeah, so, Anchor. So uh, those those socials again are Fifth and Dribble um, on Instagram and Twitter. And the Anchor site is anchor.fm slash Fifth and Dribble. But for us, I think we're going to leave it there. And uh, we will catch you in the Thursday preview. Uh, Catch ya.